Welcome to Anti-Aging Insights, where age is a state of mind and aging is a treatable condition. And now, here is your host, Dr. Terry Fisher. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. Great to have you along. And today's podcast episode has stemmed from patients asking me about the different types of fillers, and in particular, the different types of thickness or consistencies of the fillers. So I thought I'd take a little bit of time to talk to you about the different types of fillers, and in particular, the viscosity or the thickness of the filler. And what we refer to that actually is the G prime. Now, don't worry, we're not going to be doing a math lesson here. I'm going to break it down, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about what G prime means to a clinician that is doing filler treatments. But this is something that I think you should be aware of. And when you go to have some filler treatments, whether it's in your lips, in your cheeks, in your temples, anywhere, it's something that you could discuss with your provider because it's good to have an understanding of why they're using what they're using and in particular, why they are choosing a particular type of G prime. So what is G prime? Well, like I said, we're not doing a math lesson here. I'm not gonna get into the formula around it. In simple terms, Understanding G prime is like knowing the secret sauce in the recipe of the filler. G prime simply can be thought of as the strength of the filler. Imagine a water-like substance. It's extremely runny. If you put a drop of water on a table and then you shake that table, that water is gonna move around. If you tilt the table, it's gonna run down the table towards the floor. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, think of a very thick honey, one of those really, really thick honeys, the ones that don't move around very much. If you drop that on a table, it's going to remain as a little blob of honey. And if you shake that table or if you tilt that table, it's not going anywhere. And that is an example of something that has a very high G prime. Think of it in another way as the resistance to stretch. Stay with me. And I'm going to explain this to you in a little bit more detail so that uh, we have a better understanding of this. If you stretch a material and hold it and then let it go, does that material go back to its original length? Does it go back a little bit towards its original length or does it not do that at all? Because that is another way of really thinking and visualizing what does a G prime characteristic have when it comes to a filler. Let me give you some examples of that as well. Let's say that you have a rubber band and you stretch it out and you hold it there and then you let it go. What happens? It bounces back to its original length. That is very elastic and that is similar to having a high G prime. Now, on the other hand, if you chew a piece of gum and you put it down and then you stretch it out and you hold it there for a little while and then you let it go, it typically is not gonna bounce right back to its original length. It's gonna stay lengthened with the way you stretched it. And that is a product with a lower G prime. Okay, great. So we've talked about G prime. You've got lots of examples. It's all about viscosity, liquid versus more gel-like, less elastic versus more elastic. But now what is the relevance of that to putting filler in someone's face? Well, when we put filler in someone's face with a low G prime, 
This is a very thin type of filler then, and it is more suitable to be used on areas of the face where the filler is going to be deposited close to the surface of the skin, where you want some movement. As we move our face, as we move our muscles, there is some natural expression that occurs, of course. If you have filler that is very robust with a high G prime in those areas, it doesn't move as well, and so you don't get as good of a natural appearance because the skin is not as mobile as it typically would be. So again, where there's areas in the face where there is a lot of movement or where we are putting filler just underneath the skin, those are areas where we want to use a filler that has a low G prime, where there is some movement, and to be clear, where there is not as much of that robust elasticity that we're seeing. Now, alternatively, if we want to really build some structure into a face, great example of this is a chin where we want to have a chin that's maybe slightly elongated or slightly more protruded then we want to put filler close down deeper to the bone and in that case we want that robust structure we don't want that to move around and so that is when you would use something with a higher g prime similar thing along a jawline where we want to have a nice angle of jaw where we want to have a nice defined chiseled look, we want to use a filler with a higher G prime, something that has a more robust structure to it. Alternatively, if we want to use something in the tear trough, where we want to fill that hollow just under the eyes, we would use something that is more moderate, or if anything, more towards the lighter side of the G prime, so that there is a little bit more movement and it looks a little bit more natural. With the lips, we have a little bit of variety there, depending on the type of lip filler that a person would want. If they want to have a little bit more of a hydrated look, but keep it very natural and not too pouty, then we would use a G prime that is on the lighter side. However, if somebody wants to have lips with a little bit more of a dramatic appearance and they want something a little bit more robust, then we may go a little bit higher on the G prime scale. We wouldn't certainly go as high as you would put in the chin, but we'd go a little bit higher and that is how we would select the filler for that area. So I hope talking through this with you gives you a little bit of an understanding of the slight nuances that are evident and very important when choosing a type of filler for a particular area of the face. When you go in and you get your filler, feel free to ask these questions of your provider. I think they're great questions to ask. Why are you choosing the particular type of filler there? What is the G prime? How deep is this filler going? These are all things that are going to influence what type of filler should be selected. So as always, I hope that is helpful for you. I hope it gives you a little bit more information to make some informed decisions about your filler treatments. If you want to discuss any of this with me, of course, feel free to book an appointment with me at antiagingvancouver.com or check out my website at drterryfisher.com. And as always, I'd love to hear from you on Instagram at drterryfisher. Feel free to send me your comments. If you've got particular topics that you want me to address on the podcast, let me know that as well. I would be delighted to address your particular questions and topics. And until next time, have a wonderful week, and I'll talk to you very soon. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Anti-Aging Insights. Stay tuned to discover more of the latest news, treatments, technologies, and developments in non-surgical cosmetic and anti-aging medicine. For more inspiration, to access the show notes, or to book an appointment with Dr. Fisher, Dr. Frame, or any of the other anti-aging professionals, 
please visit our website at antiagingvancouver.com. Until next time, stay inspired and live life well.